Ah, uh, yes, and we are back for another edition of Kent and the Steering Team. Hello, listeners. Welcome along. Enjoy the ride. Anyway, on with the show. I am here with myself, Phil, my good mate, Drew, my other good mate, Bianca. Unfortunately, no Kent. He is losing hours and hours of valuable life, precious life, playing a simple video game called The Last of Us Part 2. Anyway, on with the show. Team, how are we? We are well. Pumped. Excellent. Very good. Very, very good. Now, <laughs> listeners, um, just so you're aware, this is not a review of The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, I'm taking a lot longer than I thought I would ever take to play a The Last of Us game, despite the fact that the first one took me a little while because my console broke halfway through. No, this one is uh, taking a little bit longer than I thought it would to get through. That's fine, it is what it is. Um, so instead, what we've got for you is... Mind you, this episode was never going to be a review of The Last of Us Part 2. Um, but anyway, it's not. Because be someone instead, still hasn't played Part 1. Well, because someone is playing... Excuse me. Because someone is playing through <laughs> Part 1, Bianca. And that is, Drew is playing The Last of Us Part 1, one of the greatest creations ever produced in terms of gaming and uh i would love to hear all about drew's uh thoughts on the feeling and where he's up to so far obviously the game has been out for seven years or so so we are going to absolutely have <laughs> no um problem with spoilers up until the point that drew's at because i don't i know he probably is kind of aware of what happens but nonetheless i want him to play through i am yeah <laughs> um and kind of not have the thoughts of spoilers ruining it for him so it's also um, interesting someone who's hasn't played the first one who hasn't no expectations for the second one how they feel throwing yep. back to now that the second one's out and everyone's going yes. nuts about it yeah where people are massively yeah it's like involved. talking to someone that's never it's like talking to someone that's never read or seen harry mm. potter yeah yeah exactly who gets to experience exactly. it for the first and time and i i can remember the moment of playing it for the first time and also remember the moment when my console crashed the first time i was playing with it um and um or playing the were game. you were you past where i'm at yeah no no i wasn't i wasn't um i will I, when oh, we okay. get to it i will tell you the exact moment that we got to um just quickly also on okay. this show we do have ios 14 has come out perhaps we'll throw to that just before we go to our sick kent of the week uh following sick kent of the week we mm -hmm. do have to go through our quote of the week or what the quote from last week as well as the one for the next week and uh Yes, we had some audience interaction for the first time, maybe ever, or maybe second time. Um, so that was excellent. We'd love to hear uh, from other people as well. Not, but please, if the same person that got it from last week uh, wants to, go for it again. You're more than welcome to go for it again. Anyway, on with the show. Team, let's get straight to The Last of Us, a game which came out... In 2013, um, and... Uh, That's so close to our hearts. Yours and I, So Philip. close to our hearts. Uh, so close to our hearts. It was... Um, I, I can remember it well, seeing the very first trailer for it, seeing uh, a world which looked like something out of I Am Legend, having a trailer where we're mm. told that this is the way the world is now. Um, sometimes I'm told about the world before. You know, and then that kind of thing. But, yeah. So, you know, it, it it looked... I remember having thoughts and ideas about what it could be about. I remember thinking it was about a father and a daughter having to survive in this new world with weird-ass zombies and people that were evil and trying to hunt you down. 
and uh, it turns out the story was so so much more but on the base yeah it was basically that <laughs> but, but but when the game came out I remember I told all my friends to play it some of them weren't so excited about it because they weren't very into games by Naughty Dog um, games like Uncharted for example they, they were kind of assuming there was going to be something like that and weren't interested in it they still went out and bought it anyway I don't know if it was out of respect for me or because <laughs> it was a cool new game to play but they played it and they absolutely love it. I don't think I ever said I told you so because it wasn't about that. It was just about they found something which was so unbelievable. And now I am so apologetic uh, while playing the second one. But let's see what happens. <laughs> Drew, this isn't a review yes. about the first, uh, the second one though. But Drew, you are playing the first one. Yes. Tell me. I am indeed. I, I know that in this one you continued the game from the last time we played it at your house, which was. We yes we we'd only got it a few minutes in though like. It, it was not very far, no, that, that's I, right. and I remembered it all. I, I remembered pretty vividly that opening sequence. Um, probably before I dive into that, do you want to give us like a really brief synopsis of what it is? As in the opening, and, and to where you started? Uh, no, 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 the, uh, just just of the game in general. Just okay, certainly, synopsis. certainly. So, um, it is a game that is set many, many years uh, into the future. Um, no, it's not. Uh, Oh wait, it is. <laughs> no, it is set in the. Future. It, ha- but it okay. happened. It, the premise of it happened okay. in 2013. Yeah. So, so basically, um, the game is about. No, I'm going to start the sentence again. It is October 2013, and uh, outbreak day is upon us. What does that mean? It means the world has changed. Mushrooms join, have come alive. Join mushrooms have come alive. Join our new protagonists as they are thrust into a world which they were not used to or not expecting. See them as they uh, try and progress through while being a smuggler, smuggling a piece of cargo, which they very quickly, or sorry, not very quickly, but over time form a strong attachment to. Two people so unlike each other, having to work together to make it across country. How will they go? That's The Last of Us Part 1. Yep. Okay. And I'm just realising that Ellie is a year old, technically. Yes. Yes, yes she is, because she's 14 in the first one. Yep. yep. Um, so, uh, yeah. so, the first game starts in the year 2013... We're going to go into a little bit more detail now that because we're going to tell the story of where you're up to. 2013, yep. Joel um, gets home from work and his daughter's there. His daughter Sarah is there. And um, she's gotten him a new watch because it's his birthday on this day. Um, as it turns out, Outbreak Day is Joel's birthday by the looks of it. Uh, and his watch doesn't work, so his daughter's got him a new one. Um, and then suddenly in the night, they need to evacuate. So as they evacuate... Um, Joel's brother Tommy come and p- comes and picks them up they get them into the car, they evacuate they get out of there um, now as they are running because there are these these infected people chasing behind them, they come across a soldier who very kindly puts the infected people down and saves them from the, the infect- saves Joel and Sarah and Tommy from the infected person and then suddenly the soldier opened fires on Joel and Sarah and Sarah doesn't make it 
and it is probably one of the most crushing tear-jerking scenes I've ever seen in a video game and it is in about 10 minutes into the game 10 minutes into the game honestly and every single time I watch it I feel like crying I cannot believe how gut-wrenching it is and how powerful of a moment it is and it's like the up of video games it, exactly and and that is 10 minutes into the game very much like up um now what happens then is we see a very clever credit sequence and that is basically showing us how the world's unfolding um just through uh basically we're seeing on screens cordyceps spreading and, and an infection happening but we're not seeing any people we're just hearing audio about people and what's happening to the world and there's fantastic music by gustavo oh i, can't his last I name. was reading it's gustavo s yeah i think they're right yeah sent sent something like that anyway Fantastic Santa. Santao, Santao Lala? Okay, well, something like that. I've got it. It's it's written on my screen. I can Fantastic see it. Fantastic <laughs> score. Anyway, the screen flashes. Twenty years later. No, it's thirty years. It's twenty years later. It's twenty years later. Because I remember, I remember realizing like the fifth or sixth time I was playing through that mm-hmm. Sarah would have been in her mid thirties. So like every time I yeah. saw characters who were around their mid thirties, I was like. Your Sarah's age. <laughs> yeah. Now, Drew, over to you. Yes. Joel wakes up. What are your thoughts? How are you playing? What are you doing? I, okay, so I've said it before, but for the benefit of anyone that hasn't heard before, I play video games, but I am, I would not say I'm a gamer. I certainly can't play video games for very long because I get motion sickness from the from a great many games, mostly because of the way when you control the the viewing separately to the character, it just makes me nauseous. So I don't play much, uh, but under both of your insistence, I went ahead and gave this a whirl. I, I remember when this came out. I, I remember even before it came out, I remember how much of a big deal it was. And I remember more than that, ads on TV, everything, and then everyone wondering why it was coming to the three when the four was so close. Yes. And that's funny. I've, I've actually... Because <laughs> that's happened yeah, again. Yeah, well, I've, I've gone ahead and had a look. Yeah, it's, it's actually repeated itself in almost the same time span so i had a look at the months that it came out versus when the ps4 came out and then when the remastered edition came out to the four so i'll be curious to see if in the middle of next year we wind up with a remastered copy of part two with a dlc DLC, i don't know if i'll be getting that i yeah anyway continue (laughs) Mm. that's for another I, i was always curious about it that is for another week. That'll be a very big discussion. Um, I, I'd always been curious about the game. I'd always, in my head, I just associated it as, oh, that's the one with the character that looks like Ellen Page. Yes. And I'd, yeah. And I'd, I'd always known it was big and that everyone I knew that had played it had loved it, but I just never got, got to it for whatever reason. And then... With part two coming up, I'd seen trailers for part two and it looked interesting. I thought, okay, maybe, you know, maybe it might be time. But then after the two of you uh, brought it up a number of times, and certainly after last week, um, when we discussed it on the show, I, I did say last week that I would go out and get a copy of it and 
Sure enough, the following day, when everyone else went out to get part two, I went and got part one. I wonder if the person at the store was kind of like... This isn't the one, one you want. Yeah, you want the other one. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. No, no, no. No, no, I, I, I talked to him. I, I was like, yeah, the, figured it was time to play the first one. And he, he found it funny as well. So, no, it was good. Um, got it home. I bought that and Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. which is still in its plastic because I knew that this was the one I needed this to address. This is the priority. First, mostly so we could... <laughs> On it. Yeah, it's the priority. And we'd, we'd said we were going to talk this week, so I thought, okay, let's dive in. I thought I might play maybe a couple of hours over the week. Yep. I played four hours straight that night. It's so <laughs> I, good. Which you don't want to put it. I don't down. play games that long now. Now, Drew, but I was it. Was it just the <laughs> the gameplay kind of thing, or were you captivated by the story that made you keep playing? Was it just the, the the story. The story was first and foremost what what had my interest, what allowed me to keep playing, and you and I discussed this briefly the other night. Is the fact that even though you can control the camera, uh, you can control the viewing mm-hmm. separately to the character, it's not jittery, it doesn't jolt from yeah. one point to another. It actually moves very smoothly and very slowly. Mm. And because of that, I didn't... It, I felt I felt a little bit nauseous as I started to play, but as I kept going, I realised I could actually play longer than I, no- than I normally would. So for a game like that, I'd probably make it about 45 minutes before I'd feel like throwing now, up. Now, to, to me, the, the game sort of feels like a one-shot film, basically, in the sense of the way the camera moves. So it's very smooth to turn around and look at things. Um, when you're running, the camera yeah. feels like it's running along, it bounces along behind you like you're running. But nothing's done yeah. in a kind of like a quick, snappy kind of zooming the camera around left and right kind of thing. Even if you're panning and looking left and right, it moves as if for humans looking left and right, nice and slow and calm. It's, yeah, it, it wants you to appreciate your surroundings and the scenery. And of course you should, because mm. it, visually it's absolutely stunning. I think the last time I looked at a landscape in a game and was that impressed would have been when I played, when I first played Skyrim. Some- some of the scenes realistically i mean both games i have to say like some of the scenes in both games are just so amazingly beautiful and they feel like you're there like one thing that i've Mm. I've read about is um for the second game and I'm, i'm pretty sure it replies to the first game too is people who say the amount of realism i know that I know that there are certain scenes which we can't talk about in the first game because you're not up to it, that people are like, <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what it looks like, like down mm. to the last brick. So, again, me appreciating realism in games that, oh, it, yeah, it's got some stunning scenes in it. Mm. Now, yeah, I, yeah. No, no, please, Drew, continue. So, so basically, yeah, you've, you've taken control now. You've gotten through some of the tutorial part, but you you've you, you met the characters of Tess, um, yep. Robert, who was a very short-lived character, but we knew was was not a very good guy kind of thing. A bit like Tess and yep. Joel doing what they have to do to survive, but on the other end of the stick in some ways. But then we move on and we meet Marlene and we meet Ellie. Yes. And how did that go, meeting Ellie? How did you feel about that? What did you... Your thoughts and 
playing through the game for the first time. I wish I could have a conversation with myself about having a playthrough for the first time. <laughs> so yes, I I liked the that it felt like it had already established a, a particular dynamic in the game, and then Ellie brings a, a whole new dimension to it, and it's it's like it the game decided to take a sharp left and never looked back. Now, what's, what, what, I, what I find interesting is that, that uh, in watching people kind of play it online, uh, you know, watching on YouTube kind of playthroughs of the game, everyone mm. says the same thing. So they, when they first meet Sarah, they say, hang on, that's not the girl on the cover. And when they meet Tess, they say, that's not the girl on the cover either. Like, that's a much older woman. Like, where's the girl on the cover? And then finally we meet. The girl on the cover, and everyone goes, "Oh, you here we you go. meet Ellie about an hour in, don't you?" Well, but that, but what I find really interesting look, is that so you know yeah. how some games have tutorials where it's like, look at Call of Duty for example. The tutor tutorial is basically you have to do a gun run, so basically you pick up the gun and you go in like in a shooting range and yeah, try and shoot the kind of targets and stuff like that, and then throw something over there and that kind of thing. In this one, the tutorial this was nothing no, like the that. tutorial is. There's the first part of the game, which doesn't count as tutorials, yeah. the introduction, and then there's then there's the tutorial. The tutorial the, is an entire the, chapter of the game. I think each each yeah. tu each chapter up until I think like the second, even later chapters when you like get new weapons or you meet new yeah they, bad guys. Tutorials to it. There are slight tutorials to it, but I think they're all done in such a way that you don't really notice their tutorials, like. Yeah, they're, they're opportunities to be able to do interact more with so the world and creation. Even the introduction, you're constantly learning. Even, yeah, even yeah. in the introduction, you walk past like a desk and it's got like a button, and you're like, "Oh, there's things that you can talk to," and mm. that's when you start realizing, "Oh, there's a lot of things I have to find," and you yeah, collecting things, yeah, yeah, collecting and seeing things, and then your next part of the tutorial, like you learn how to blend in because there's the uh, like the Federer people to your left and like mm. you're learning how to sneak around them and like it, mm. it has a very progressive tutorial but it you don't really realize because it's just a part of the story which is like I think Last mm. of Us was the first Last of Us and Uncharted were the first couple of games where was. I I learned I did that where it wasn't an outright tutorial it was like where you you learn yeah. as you go yeah I, well, I, that was, I was about to say that something I noticed quite early on was the learning as you go, it reminded me a lot of Uncharted, how it, as you would run through, if you encountered something new, it would just teach you on the fly. And the idea was that as you progressed, you learnt more abilities, you learnt how that would interact and how that new ability affects your character in the story in that point in and, time and moving and, forward. And, and on that, I mean, if you look at the fact that the, you know, that there's, there is a quite basic, but nonetheless a good system of upgrading, you know, you can find weapon parts to, or, or sorry, um, bits and tool parts and stuff to upgrade weapons. You can find pills yeah. to upgrade your skills kind of thing. But, yeah. um, and then you occasionally will find a new sort of bomb or something like that, or a new weapon. And then you can, <clears throat> make that if it's like a bomb you know or a, or a mine or molotov. a molotov cocktail yeah you can you find it yeah. you know how to make you learn how to make them then and that kind of thing but they but everything pieces together in that everything is a constantly evolving kind of learning your character develops and not in the sense that you find a new t-shirt you put a new t-shirt on and then suddenly it's got like improved hit points and stuff like that no no 
it's still yeah. it's all integrated into a very realistic sort of setting and story. Do you know what? Yeah, it it's it all works in service of story. <laughs> you know what? I absolutely would love my the very first time I played, um, you know the upgrades of weapons and stuff. You got to find the workbenches. Hmm. Um, yeah. getting to a new workbench and realizing I'd found no parts between the previous workbench and that workbench, and I'm like oh my god there's so much i've missed and that sudden realization of like because the one thing that like is a part of the first game is that i just and you've probably experienced this drew is you don't realize how far you've gotten until you get to like a checkpoint like that and you're like the fuck we're like i've gone through four or five different story points by Mm. this point and you're like what it feels like no time has passed but it's been six hours and you're like god yeah, a drool coming down your thing. You haven't eaten for days, and you're like, "The fuck." Yeah, <laughs> I told you guys, I, I just I clean forgot dinner the other night because I couldn't stop. Uh, but I, I get what you mean with with getting to the workbenches. The worst one for me is when I get to the workbenches. I'm like, okay, I got a little bit. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do, I'll do a few little fix ups here and there. I get out, and then right around the corner from the workbench, I find all these bits and pieces. Oh, oh my it's god! Like, it, I upgraded the wrong. I should have gone here first. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep doing that. I'm like, fuck! I, 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 why did I waste it on that when I could exactly. have used this as well exactly. and got this thing done? Oh. Now, so you've seen a couple of very frustrating. You've, you've gone through a couple of sets now, so you've gone through obviously um, Joel's hometown in Texas. Then you've gone to the Boston, Boston. checkpoint where him and Tess live. <coughs> Um, then yep. you've gone through the docks, which was the next set, Boston docks, and then to the Boston yep. Capitol building. You went through the subway system, um, yep. and then you got yourself to, um, unfortunately, at the... Yeah, so just before we can get to Billstown, what did you think about the National History Museum, or the History Museum, basically, where you had to sneak on your own and then re-meet up with Tess and Ellie? And tell me about that point, and then on to the Capitol building, and uh, tell tell me if you notice any, not not just Ooh. not just the big point, but tell me if you you noticed or liked any, if you can remember any subtle story hints or anything like that through cutscene, and then obviously what happened at the Capitol building. God, I had to put the light on for some of those scenes. Dark, scary. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, scary. Just oh my goodness. Even last night um, when I was playing, I, I can't even remember what point I was at, but there was just, there was an infected right there behind me. I didn't see it. And then the camera just snapped and I jumped. <laughs> I did not know. I was like, oh my God. And it was like two o'clock in the morning. I just. It's like that time you and no, I, it's, it's... you and I played Resident Evil 7 and scared the shit out of <gasps> us and jumped like Yeah, it, Yeah, I thought. I thought of that straight away. That that was the thing. That and I think the first time I watched Drag Me to Hell at like <laughs> two o'clock I, in the morning. It was again, like again, this is not about Ugh. the second game, but the second game has one of the scariest scenes. Like I I screamed and oh. threw my PlayStation, my controller, like at the end of my couch. I was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Yeah." There's a scene in it where it's just like. And, and to think, like, the, the first game scared the shit out of me, but the second game, I, I sat there and I almost cried because it was so fucking scary. It, it's just a jump yeah. scare, but it's a jump scare in the middle of the night when you're not expecting it. 
but, but that's it, like the jump scare in the haunting of Hill House. Ooh. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, I know the one. The car, about. the car one. The car one. Um, no, but so Ooh. Drew, so so uh, what I was referring to is so so we're in the museum. There's a, a fight. You yeah, when break it up, basically between the infected and yeah. Ellie and Tess. Yeah. Um, and then then you get to the rooftop and you have to get the plank of wood. Yeah. Do you remember that scene just on the rooftop there? Do you want me to? relive it for you because I've played it so many plenty of times what el- hang on hang on what else was there plank on the rooftop yeah there's a cutscene there which is a very poignant one and also showing some form of opening up but also allowing change to happen that's that I think that's one of the most critical cutscenes in the entire game on reflection having played it about six or seven times basically what happens in that scene so they're there I'm forgetting and already. And they put the plank like, of... I've, it's all blurred. No, that, that's fine. You're playing for the first time. So, again, I, I didn't <laughs> pick up on these until, like, the second or third time through, just how critical it was. Yeah. Joel puts the plank of wood down to allow Ellie to cross... Well, the two, the three of them to cross over to the next building. And at that yeah. point, they just stand there and they look at the sunset for a second, reflecting off of the golden Capitol building roof, the dome of the Capitol building. And, and Ellie... And Joel, just they stand there. Um, Joel says something along the lines of, so far to go still. And Ellie says, yeah, but you can't deny that view, though. And and at that point there, they're staring at the sunset for a second. Sorry, the sunrise for a second. And then Ellie looks over at Joel and says, no, no, I'm mistaken that, that, that quote. But basically, Joel then looks at Ellie as Ellie says, I don't need help or something to that effect to cross the bridge. And Joel then looks down at his watch, his broken watch screen, and sees the broken screen. And on the night that we got that watch, that present from Sarah at the very beginning of the game, Joel made the joke, Mm. my watch, it's broken, you know, because his old watch is broken. Um, Sarah got him a new one. And then suddenly he was like, honey, it's broken. Like it doesn't doesn't work." work as a joke. And now here we are, 20 years later, and the watch has now broken and been damaged, but he still wears it, a broken watch, because his daughter gave him that, and he glances down at it and looks at it. There was the quote earlier in the game, just after we met Ellie for the very first time, which kind of unlocked another scene that kind of unlocked that kind of change happening, or the presence of Ellie, and that was Joel. Yeah, they're in the safe house, and Joel's sleeping. Joel's asleep and mumbling in his sleep, and Ellie was just standing there and looks down at his watch and goes, your watch is broken. And Joel just glances at his watch for a second. So you notice he keeps looking at his watch and just just looking at it. It's this connection to his past and it's like he's Mm. resistant to change, but also it's happening without him really being in control of it. But it's that scene at the, the, looking at the Vista and, and Ellie saying, you can't deny that view though. Yeah. And that's a very important line and you will hear that line again at some stage and and it's just okay. it's those moments of like wow yeah i you have to stop and take okay. take you have to take stop of the view and the, and what the world is and how beautiful it is i yeah. gotta give a hand to the script writers of the first one for having all of those tiny little details because those are what cinch it for me as it, it number one is my favorite game of all time hmm. and yeah i would agree i would have to agree it's just wow. i want it to be uncharted or one of the uncharted but it's the last of us i i appreciate the uncharted for other reasons like i think that's a great mm. story across the board but 
but Last of Us Part One is next level. Yeah, it is on its own. Just by itself, it's a great, great mm. testament to writing. But Drew, yeah, we we get to the Capitol building. What happens at the Capitol building? God, I've already forgotten. Oh, 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 the, oh, oh, that. Well, firstly, we yeah, learn that so, Ellie can't swim. Yeah. Which is a very important detail. Yeah. Kind of annoying. And very annoying. But yes, very important detail. Yes, I, I've been very frustrated by that, actually. Having to find that bloody crate for her to swim on. Yeah, always trying to find a, a raft. Mm. Uh, just, God, the last time I had to find one, that God, that took me longer than I can uh, admit. I always, I always forget night. which one of them are, like, lodged underwater. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Oh, that's the one that's that annoyed one. me. <laughs> That's yep. so annoying. We, we, we're like, oh, for God's sake. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I, that, I think that took me a good five minutes at least of just bobbing underwater going, where the yeah, hell where is, the this is this thing? Yeah. Is and I swam one? through is, and is under that it that many times. And yeah. 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 And I, I kept going under and, and the triangle never popped up and then eventually the little arrow pointed down. I'm like, well, yeah, I figure it's there. But then I went under again. I'm like, oh my God, there that it is. was the first time I realized that they were hiding parts, like things that you can find underwater because I'd been underwater. Like, so ma- Yeah. I'd been underwater so many times oh, for that scene. I, and I was just like, oh my God, I've missed so much. I figured that out a little sooner. I figured that out when Joel had to go underwater with Henry and his brother um, to go under the gate to get the raft. Oh yeah. Well, well now see I yeah I I figured it out when we were in um in uh, Pittsburgh, and we had to yep. there were the trucks driving past on the road with the bridge kind of in the background, and I ducked down into yep. the water then and I saw something flicker in the water and that's when I found it. Oh, I forgot how much I loved ah, Pittsburgh. Very good. Yeah. Well, so yeah, Pittsburgh was really cool. Well, so we're 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 in Boston. We get into the Capitol building and we find the Fireflies, who we are supposed to. This is this is the point that we're supposed yeah. to drop Ellie off. This point in Boston, the yeah. same city, we're only meant to smuggle her as smugglers of Tess and Joel across the city to the Capitol building, and we get yeah, there. This is where it all. We turns. get there and the Fireflies are dead, and that's who we're supposed to drop the the drop the girl off to the fireflies being the resistance group which is basically against the, the government or what's left of government or federal which is, is again a government government agency basically um but yeah yep. that's who we're supposed to drop the girl off to and they're dead and tess is freaking out and joel's just kind of like why do you care so much it doesn't matter like this is our job we failed kid you stay here we're getting the fuck out of here because we 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 look out for number one that's one thing that joel's learned in the entire 20 years between the um, Sarah dying and now, you look out for number one and that's it. To which Tess just starts to pack and say, no, this is it. This is it. This is the end of the road. And Joel's so confused. And then Ellie, who is yep. immune, that's what we know. She is immune. The only immune person that we know of says, yep. oh my God, she's bitten. She's infected. She's infected. And she was. Yep. She was bitten and she was infected. And you just see the panic on Joel's face and the sadness on his face. The anger and the sadness. 
and so that was hard yeah and it was and you have to run you have to go and so anyway you, you yeah. do that Tess is, stays behind to buy some time because Fedra arrive at the Capitol building looking for you guys and so Joel and Ellie get out and now it is the two of you again but this time for real it's the two of you and you escape I, I only played a couple of months ago because I was waiting for so the second I. one. But I completely forgot, why is Fedora after you again? Because you, you because, One, because you escaped from the city. Yeah. And two, because you killed several of their, their soldiers. That's right. Um, and three, because they're not looking for you specifically, but they're looking for the Fireflies, and they've already been there to kill several Fireflies just before you get in there. Yeah. So now they're back to do another kind of... Sweet. Um, Reconnaissance. Yeah, the assumption is that you're part of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so therefore, get the fuck out of there because this is the girl that already got scanned with a scanny thingy and it came up with infected, and then you jumped the guys and killed them all and then ran. So they're after anyone that is. That was such a great scene. That's how you know that that was like, oh my god. We we skipped that, but that happened. That whole um, when you're being chased by Fedra in the middle of the night. And it's terrifying, you find out it's raining as well. Yeah, and you find out Ellie is immune. I think that scene set up the game for me as like, oh, this is what we're doing. Like it's not just well, zombie apocalypse. I, well, I think I think Bianca, one of the things the scenes that really that that, that um, kind of let me know what sort of game we were gonna play, because we we were kind of all in the safety of within the city limits to some extent up until this point. Which was just after that scene, Bianca, just as we kind of get through the, the sewer system um, in Boston and we climb up next to the building that's tipped over that you kind of see in the background all along while you're in the safe zone, the quarantine zone. Here we yeah. are, we're standing next to that building and there's a bolt of lightning and then just after the bolt of lightning and the sound of the thunder, you hear this screech of some sort of creature, a creature that you've not met yet. And Ellie says, what the fuck was that? And Tess says... Joel, you hear that? No, Joel says, Tess, you hear that? And Tess says, it's okay, it's far away. But you know, you're, you got shit to come yep. and you're a bit scared of what's out there. But anyway, jumping back to where we were, we've just escaped. I, I, yeah. That moment, I remember I, I was climbing up yeah. Broken Road as that bit of dialogue yes. came across. And it's just I like, like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, I, I saw the lightning and I'm like... And oh, you don't know where okay. it's coming from, so you're like, this is the game that I'm playing. It, it's I'm, so it, interesting, because on one hand, you know you're playing... They're not zombies, they're called cordyceps, but you're, you're playing a zombie apocalypse-esque game. Hmm. But the zombies are not the worst thing, but you hate dealing with them. Like, it, it was it just me who was just like... Every time the zombies came out, I'd be, like, shit yeah. scared. And I'd be like, no. Because they always come out in, like, underground bunkers where you can barely see. They're never just... It's the darkness and the, the, the fear. When they're waltzing around, like, occasionally you'll see them waltzing around in the middle of the street during the day. And you're like, oh, well, that, they're fine. And it's usually just the runners and they're whatever. Yeah. But then, like, then- you go underground and it's freaking clickers and bloaters and... <sighs> Oh. And now, actually, Bianca, just just quickly, uh, something that you and I spoke about just the other day um, that we're fearful of in the second game. That was technically, it's technically introduced to us in the first game. When you're in the subway in Boston, jumping back about an hour or so, now in gameplay from where we are and we left Tess behind, um, 
There's a piece of paper that you find and drawn on it of the four kinds of infected that you can find. There's the stalker. Sorry, there's the there's the runners, there's the clickers, there's the bloaters, and then there's one other one that's on there, and it says it's like half ripped, and it says stalkers. And well, both you and I, yeah, no, it's interesting that we were we knew about them. Back I then, forgot about that until them. I I texted you going, I hate stalkers. And yeah. you were like, they were mentioned in the because, first game, and yeah. then I remembered the rip paper, and I was like, oh my god, they were. Yeah, so so it's scary. It's scary that you're just waiting for them and waiting for them and still waiting for them. Now, Drew, so we get to Billstown then after that. What do you think of Billstown, and what do you think of uh, the setting and the music and the world and the time of day and Bill? God, it frustrated me. <laughs> really? Right, okay, right before we dive into that, just just really quickly before that, that moment where Tess dies and it leapt, like, it raced quickly. I've been trying to figure out what that moment reminded me of, and, and I've just sort of remembered. Reminds me of in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, how they're at the wedding, and yeah. then a second later they're in Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. And and there's just this complete cutoff, and the whole trajectory changes, and it's mm. a very similar sort of cross-country journey that actually happens there mm. between the two stories but that's sort of what it reminded me of and even that momentum and that shock cut off mm. of we thought it was going this way and then boom it suddenly turns and you have to go a different turned. way and it's not and yeah. you don't want to deal with it but you have to bloody deal with exactly what you're facing one last yeah. thing yeah. about RIP Tess I was telling you guys earlier this that I was shocked to re- read recently that Tess was originally supposed to be the major villain in this game. Mm. Which is bizarre because wow. she's such a cool character. Like, yeah, like, be, I, yeah. I want to know what the transformation was from villain to... And, what's, and what story went with that. Yeah, basically she motivated... You got, like, I, I constantly think about Joel's motivation in this game and it's just like, well, at first it was a job, yeah. the smuggling job. They were going to get paid, the weapons. And then it was Tess. And then it was Tess... And then we'll get to the next part later. But, like, Tess at this point is his motivation. He's doing this to honor Tess. Because Tess very specifically Mm. asked him, which is where he goes next, go find your brother who used to be a firefly. Mm. You know he's in Jackson. So now everyone's going to Jackson and find out where the fireflies are and deliver Mm. Ellie to the Mm. fireflies. And and so... Yeah, you get to Bill's town. You, you found it frustrating. Did you find Bill annoying, or did you find the town and just finding booby traps and a bit annoying? Or no, it was the bloody graveyard. <laughs> just drove me nuts. The graveyard, yes, of course, the graveyard, and then the, the graveyard stone. drove me. Do you know what's like funny? I, I, I the graveyard to me became the simplest part of the game. Like I think about the second, third time I ran through it, I was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's just you just go, yeah, care. fuck it, whoever. I think. I think I must have had close to 30 attempts before I messaged you guys. <laughs> How did the help? Did like, you help? I, I, oh, God, you helped. But I tried so many bloody times before I... Because I was like, no, 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 I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And I couldn't do it. And I kept... I finally got through the gate and, and got out. And then yeah. was gone. And then as soon as you guys said, oh, you can sneak. I was like, oh... Why didn't I yeah, think of that? Yeah, you can sneak past and roll. Bloody hell. Now, and then I made it made it through after getting again, out of the game. Again, one of the now, most brilliant things... Other than that, thing, loved so it. One of the most brilliant things about this game, about 
both the games and like I think no, not really Uncharted, but just both these games is that if you really can't be fucked, you can just sneak past a lot of the enemies. Not all of them, yeah. but a good but a lot of it you can. Yeah, majority I, of them. I did that in the I did that in the university when I was playing the, last yeah. night. I just I saw this massive cluster and I was like, I yeah. can't I can't deal with that. So I just snuck through and but that's what I like. It's multiple ways to play the same game. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm. Now, now, an interesting kind of extra bit of information for you. Bill is a very interesting character, and I think that Bill has some of the best... Bill, Bill Ellie, and Joel's interactions with each other is probably some of my favourite dialogue in the game. It's just so snappy, and it's also just... Bill's such a well-played character. Ellie trying to, you know, be on best behaviour and then realising he's a dick and just not playing that game anymore straight away like a teenager would. Um, it was excellent. Now, uh, I enjoyed the dialogue between them, and I thought that journey, like that's where the game started feeling episodic for me at Billstown, where I where I saw why mm. it was getting a series and not a film because mm. that whole that whole sequence of Billstown reminded me quite forcibly of how The Mandalorian plays out. Mm with with its structure of of going somewhere for a portion like a chapter yeah. just a whole chapter in this area as a self-contained story and i felt like the character interactions and the world building that took place in there felt very episodic and felt it, like its own I, contained chapter i personally love bill's town map i had so mm. much fun in bill's yeah. town map like, I think it's one of my favourite okay. maps in the game. Yeah. Aside from my little <laughs> frustration, I I absolutely loved Billstown. I enjoyed raiding through the houses. Mm. That was that was a lot of fun. And the fact that... Because I went into a house and, and I thought, oh, great, I, I better... And I, my curiosity got the better of me. I went out the back instead of doubling back out the front. Mm. I went out the back and realised, oh... It's taking me around the corner to there anyway. Yeah. So next thing I knew, I was, I was ducking into into the other house and and scrounging everything. Exactly. And even before you had told me scrounge for everything, I'd already kind of I'd kind of figured I needed to because again, very similar to Uncharted, where there's just stuff everywhere mm. and just to keep an eye open. Mm. So, I, I think even more so than Uncharted. I think this is like a good part to talk the, about the letters because bill's town is the first time you realize that some of the letters mm. tell an overarching well, story there's there's letters from different well there's letters from different people that um escape from yeah. the town there's also letters from frank who was bill's partner now 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 um the, the extra information that i had was i learned this through watching there's a youtube channel called retro replay which is where nolan north who plays um Nathan Drake, and also played another character, um, as well as Troy Baker, who played Joel um, and Sam in Uncharted Four. Um, they uh, they have a channel where they play through games, and they played through the Uncharted games and also The Last of Us Part One. Um, now, what's really cool is they had the guy that voiced Bill on it, and there's a lot of points where you're not sure if Bill's gay. Or if he's not, or what he is, or oh, why he's, he's a bit gay. strange. Well, now that's the thing. So, so basically, Neil Druckmann, when talking to the the voice actor, said, 
the guy, the voice actor said, "What is Bill Gay?" And then Neil said, uh, "Do whatever you want. Like make make the character your own. Do whatever you want it to be." And so that's why they they that scene they had to redo that scene in the car where there's the the magazine and then Ellie says, "Bye bye, dude." It used to say, "Bye bye, girl." And they had to redo the scene based on the fact that when they found Frank, um, the guy that played Bill basically portrayed it to be that it was not just a partner as in an associate. No, no, it was his partner, ex-partner. And so they redid that scene at the end. They went back and reshot that Bye Bye Dude scene in the car. Um, and yeah, so but I found that and the way Bill interacts with it and also the way that, that um, the relationship between Joel and Ellie takes another turn from Bill's town, which is that in some ways Joel's forced to be not just a bodyguard, but father figure and basically being like, Ellie, shush, be quiet. No, be quiet now, please. That kind of thing, like parental kind of talking to her. Um, he also he also starts to trust her a bit more. I mean, he, yes. he finally allows her the gun. The he puts her in the driver's yeah. seat of the car. And I also, I, I, found, I found Frank and I found his letter, <laughs> which yeah, was Frank. very interesting. Um, Poor Frank. I, I'm loving the letters. Yeah, the letters are great part. Yeah, the last part of Frank's letter was, was brutal. Yeah. I, I, but I if you lived with a paranoid man I, like that, oh yeah. But when I noticed when when you get back, Joel says nothing about it to Bill, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, you can. I don't to, know. If, you would not want to pass that on. Yeah, I don't know if you did, but you can pass that letter to Bill. Yeah, and, you yeah, pass. I, I, so God, I, I found I it the, the second or third time that I played through. You can take the letter to him. He throw, he reads it. Goes. Oh, you, he throws it on the ground, the and then you pick it up, and then you put it back in your bag. <laughs> I love yeah. the fact that you take you it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as you say, I'm glad Drew, I didn't. I, I, I don't want to see that. <laughs> no, that's right. but, but as you say, yes, we she she gets the gun. So now we'll fast forward to then to Pittsburgh. Wait, wait, no, no. Before we go to Pittsburgh, the funny part was: Do you know when you were texting us about um the graveyard? Mm-hmm. In another yeah. chat, I messaged Philip, going, "Wait till he gets to the school." So I just want to yeah, ask the bloater. How did you? Find I want to hear about the bloater. The bloater. The bloater. Oh my god! <laughs> I love that you you messaged just that. Drop my cup. The bloater. The bloater was not that bad, and I did the i I defeated the bloater without using a single Molotov. You did well. That's impressive. I. I actually only used a Molotov for the first time yesterday when I was playing. I think maybe just before I got to winter, or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I I just I haven't used them. Um, anyway, um, no, I know. I I'll tell you when we get to it. I'll tell you why I used the Molotov. And it was out of frustration. Um, no, the bloater, the bloater was interesting. I, I figured pretty quickly, I was like, okay, it's just going to take lots and lots of shots yep. and a lot of running away. <laughs> yeah, to pretty much. This. And True. yeah, I, 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 he got me a couple of times and I'm like, okay, okay, take the shot, run like hell to a corner, take a couple more, run again. Yep. And I think it might've taken me three goes and I got it. It, it just it was getting my head around it and going okay like, but I found that a lot easier than the graveyard now back sh- the graveyard just drove because me I'm a naturally stealthy player I prefer like games where I get to do mm. some a lot of stealth missions which is again why I but love this, this one game you couldn't, yep. though, yeah that the bloater <laughs> scene 
that you and me both Bianca. you like, and me both the first time it happened i was like i want to go run and hide behind something and then it's throwing shit at me and i'm like oh i can't run and yeah. hide behind something and i was so I'm... i tried multiple times and then the runners come at you and you're like no this is not going to work so but you, you and me both <laughs> i noticed We're still that players. There, was, there was absolutely no way of there was absolutely no way of uh, hiding in there. I was like, oh god, not, not okay, only, okay. Not only am I a stealthy player like you, Bianca, though, but I like to hoard things. I always like to make sure I have three molotovs, yes! I have three smoke bombs, I have full of everything, I have all my parts in case I ever need to use them, but I never want to use them. And suddenly, here I am, using every bit of ammo that I've got, every bomb that I can throw, and it's like, what the hell? I'm using everything! You have to change your gameplays straight away there's no warning i like that that there's some parts of the game where you're just forced to use everything and i don't know exactly uh, we'll get to it when you get up we get up to where drew's at but there's like another part of the game where it was just like everything mm-hmm. it must go it was like a fire sale exactly exactly <laughs> now now we get to pittsburgh and now this part is another part which was a trailer uh, in fact there were two scenes from pittsburgh that were trailers in fact, Pittsburgh was the only scene that we saw in trailers, I think. Now, what I really like about the first game, which... Part two. <laughs> looking at you. Um, <laughs> That's for another episode. This game, there, there are scenes in this game which were shown in the trailers that we then absolutely saw because they were relevant to the story, saw in, yeah. in-game. They re-showed the things that were from the trailer in-game, and that was really well done. We, we met the... Um, uh, what were they called? The uh, uh, I can't remember what their names are. They're, they're basically the looters, the, the, the smugglers, the people that come after you. Smugglers. No, no, smugglers sorry, they weren't smugglers. Out there to kill you. They're called they something called? else. They're, 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 they're there to kill you. They're they're um, hunters. Hunters. They're not. They hunters. Yeah, hunters. I think they're hunters. Yeah, we'll go with that. Because there's multiple um, hunting groups. An, I, which I feel like there's another word, but I can't remember what it is. I have to say, the very first, maybe like the third time I played the game. It took me a while to realize that the multiple hunting groups were none of them knew each other. I thought they were one yeah, different. For very I I thought different. they were the one enemy. And when no, like it was only on like the third time replaying it that I was like, "Hold on, these guys aren't related to the other guys." They're wearing different clothes and everything as well. Yeah, and they have different tactics and they don't Well, we'll get to that part later. But um mm. <laughs> Yeah, Drew, I I liked the um I liked the cut scene coming into Pittsburgh and yeah. it, again I the music the story and... the music the story the cinematic visuals because obviously I think in movie terms I, I always have and when and that's part of the reason I love this game so much and I thought it was a really a, a really straightforward but powerful way to enter a town and to enter that chapter in the story and it threw you into the thick of it straight away there were different ways of playing that that just became part of that immediately Mm. um you can also tell straight away that ellie and joel's relationship is different from that one car ride. Yeah, the dynamic has changed. You know that, that time has passed since Bill's Town. Yeah. And you can tell that, like, to, yeah. Joel, Joel is, and I'm not- is Joel is letting go, but still defensive, but letting go, and he's allowing Ellie to have his back. Yeah. 
and I'm noticing that more, more and more as I continue in the game, that it, it is very much written in chapters, like, like a good book, like, like one of these wonderful episodic shows. I'm, I'm not talking about a Game of Thrones style show, but, but mm. much like The Mandalorian, in which there is an overarching story, but each chapter is its unique adventure that serves to tell a greater story. Well, well, and... well, Drew, you're right. I mean, again, you look at it like they have to get across country, and we are also, though, having to get across a city. So each you have to get yeah. from one side to the other is is different episodes, but then there's the overarching kind of thing, which is get to the other side of the yeah. country. I think what I this is just in general, but I think part of the the part of the crux of why I'm enjoying this is that it's essentially a zombie apocalypse. Uh, setting but it in no way do i ever feel like i'm playing a story that is a zombie apocalypse yeah. much in the same way that i love zombie land but at no point do i ever feel like i'm watching a zombie movie mm. i feel like i'm watching a comedy this feels like an adventure story it feels like a road trip it it, it doesn't feel like the genre that it's sort of playing in it's it's like it's playing in that mm. sandbox but that's not what it is exactly and and i'm i'm absolutely loving that about it i love that it's so much the story and not the setting exactly and and i think the last kind of thing that the game deserves to be commented deserves to be commented on is it's also a a growing as a person story we're seeing a change in character traits and seeing a change in motives oh yeah character evolution is so anyone who did the hsc in new south wales there's actually a term for this it's called a journey story (laughs) i don't don't know if you guys remember year 12 i can't remember the journey to the the journey stories so i think I think year 11 for me was the journey and year 12 was belonging. Maybe it was that way for us. To- yeah, no, year 11 was journey because I remember that stupid belonging question in year 12, yep. HSC. But um, <laughs> year I- 11, journey. I remember that we- This is a great journey story because yeah. there's a physical journey they have to traverse across the country. Then there's the emotional journey of Joel letting in Ellie. And at the same time- Ellie realizing she cares about Joel. It's not as dramatic, yeah. but, but it's there. Still. It's still there, and because at first she's like, you know, your watch is broken, and she doesn't really give a shit about this guy who's just supposed to take her to mm. the Fireflies, and then they she slowly opens up to him as well. Like she talks a bit about her mother. Or how did they have find out about the mother? How she never knew about her mum? No, we get to a we get to a scene a little bit later on where basically uh, Ellie refers to everyone everyone I ever loved dies everyone except for fucking you. She says a little bit later on. Mm. Yeah, that part. Yeah, I had that part when I was playing last now, night. Now, so we get through. Pittsburgh, we get through probably my favorite scary scene of the entire game, and that is in the basement after falling down the lift oh, shaft. God. Now, that is, to me, the epitome of terrifying. Oh. There's a part where you're crawling along um, with your gas mask on and your torches on, flickering in the darkness, lighting up the very dark hallway. I love the way the flashlight looks down hallways like that. The lighting is perfect. 
Um, and then we see uh, these bats start to fly up, uh, fly at us, and a little bit of a screech. And you do your listen mode thing because if you haven't played the game, there's a listen mode, so you can kind of see things in black and white and kind of see sounds coming through walls if in case there's another person in the room, for example. And we see this thing go screeching, running across the corridor just upstairs from us, and it is a, uh, an infected, basically. So you have to make your way in the darkness here and find a key card to unlock a door. That you find is a door the worst scene. Like, and it's then amazing. then you find out... Exactly. Then you get to the door with your key card, and then the door doesn't open because the power's not on, so then you have to find the generator. Then you turn the generator on, and all hell breaks loose, and guess what comes after you? Another fucking bloater. I have to say, though, I think besides the first time I play it, played it, I've never stopped to deal with the bloater since. No. I just sprint. So sprint, I... Run. So, Drew, did you go face the bloater, Drew? I think I did. So, after I, I, I'm, after the first yeah, yeah. time I played it, and the other thing that gets great about this game is that you're not penalised for running. Running is a perfectly no, no, legitimately no, legitimate yep. course yep. of action. And the, after the first time I played this game, every time I have to do the keycard scene, I will go up to where the door is and I'll, like, map it out so I remember how to get there and I'll, like, walk it a few times because you can clear the hallway of the easy infected and then I'll go turn on the generator and I will run so far. Like, I'll ignore the growls, I'll ignore the screamings, I'll ignore everything. I'll just run straight for the door and you get there so quickly if you concentrate. Oh, mm. it's the... Exactly. Oh, I hate that scene. It's so scary. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Drew's experience of that whole building. <laughs> I first time I land in the basement, made my way upstairs, like went past the bats, made my way upstairs. Wasn't until I was about halfway through running around upstairs that I even realized that there were <laughs> yep. there was anything there. Because I didn't even stop. It turns out there was some down in the basement before even running up, and I didn't even see them <laughs> the first time. Had no clue. Got upstairs and found them, and I was like, oh, there's stuff here. Okay. There's things. All right. Anyway, I eventually got the key card and got to the door, and it wasn't working, and I couldn't figure out why it wasn't working, because it looked like the light was on, so I threw a Molotov at it. That was the first Molotov. Oh, uh, got it. Out of frustration. Because I could not figure it out, and I ran around and around and around. And then you found the And then eventually saw the generator and was like, oh, there's a generator. That might help. Uh, <laughs> Someone turned it on. Now, so we get through there, we get through the rest of Pittsburgh, oh. and then we Wait, wait, before the... Uh, just before the bridge. The first time the bridge, Ellie yes. kills someone is in there, isn't it? Aha, uh -huh, which is the same building. The same building. We, we, yes. we make our way through... Now that's this is an interesting part for me. So we just get through the part where we're we're in the hall where a school prom was just before the um, the outbreak happened. Or oh, I love fact, that part. The or, or the prom hasn't happened yet. Um, oh yes, I played the piano. But you are absolutely correct. Uh, in fact, no. In fact, just before that, that's why there's quite a bit of distance between the two of them again. Um, Joel is being drowned basically, and his gun is on the ground, and you can't reach it. And Ellie picks up the gun and shoots the guy and kills him. First time she's killed someone with a gun, as you say. And a human, mm. not an infected, a human. First time she's killed an, a human. 
And, uh, yes, so... She will be killed. And Joel is not thankful. He takes the gun off her and says, don't be so reckless. And again, it's that kind of, he doesn't have the trust for her. And anyway, now we find... I, I, I don't that, think it's yes. just... I found that Yeah, I don't think it's yeah, just the trust. Wanna... I think because at that point, they're closer and there's part of him that's kind of like seeing him as Sarah. And I think there's a part of him that must yeah, he... have realised that if Sarah had survived, I, yeah. she would have done the same thing and that jarred him. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah, he witnesses right, the loss of innocence. Yeah, it's it's the yeah exactly. It's the loss of the innocence, but it's also the um, she has my back. She's looking out for me as well. You know, we are. She's not just a little connected. kid. I don't want to be. Yeah, yeah. And and he's he's lived so long of not wanting to have that connection, especially yeah. after he's had one connection and yeah. just lost it. So exactly. He's not quite ready for another one. We get to the next part where we find a hunting rifle. Um, and Joel takes the hunting rifle, and Ellie's like, oh, for fuck's sake, just let me have a gun. Like, <laughs> if you're going to go down there, yeah. let me have your back. And then Joel goes, hold on, okay, and hands the gun over to her. For emergencies only. Yeah, shoot for me. It's like a BB gun. She, she says she's shot pe- uh, BB guns before, but this is going to yeah. kick a hell of a lot more than a BB gun. Um, now yeah. it is at this Watch point, <laughs> Joel then jumps over the edge to go down. And the screen goes black for about half a second before it, it lights up with the scene of Joel dropping down. That is where my PlayStation 3 broke the first time I played The Last of Us. Oh, it broke. that was Disk drive so failure. Terrible. I had to, in an emergency situation, oh. buy a new PlayStation 3 to play. That's fair. Uh, and, That's uh, understandable. It, and I continued the game. Thankfully, though, the disc didn't get stuck in the console and did come out so I could put it straight back in and continue playing. From where I love I that you're in a position to go and buy an emergency PS. I had to buy it for cheap from our good friend Victor. True. But can oh. I say this is the difference between the PS3 and the PS4? You just had to move yeah. your memory card. No, what do you mean? No, uh, I didn't do that though. I didn't do that. I um, left it on there, and I just went because I didn't wasn't asked doing all that faffing about and potentially breaking something else. So I just forgot my external hard drive, plugged it into my PlayStation 3, copied it all on there, and then plugged it into the PlayStation 4, and re-uploaded it all onto there, and uh, my new PlayStation 3, and played it all on there. So we get through that scene, um, rushing, skipping ahead a little bit. We eventually meet up with some new people, who are <laughs> Sam and... Henry. Henry? Yeah. Um, yep. Who are also on their own, and trying to get out of the city as well. And we hang out with them. Drew, you caught me at this point. Oh, in fact, you messaged me at this point. This is where you were. You are at night looking to try and break through their kind of checkpoint to get to the bridge. And how did that go for you? And uh, what are your thoughts on potential sabotage at that point? I, so I stopped it at that point before they went through. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that when I called you? Yeah. When I'd stopped? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think you'd said you were up to that point at, at some no, that was, was Bill's that Town. That was Bill's Town when you and I were talking oh, about getting the car. That's right. Okay. You um, have an excellent memory, yeah, no, Philip. Okay, I, I just have to there. say, like, out of everything that I've learnt in this episode, it's that you have a for very great things. memory for pointless things. For pointless things, I do. <laughs> for for this game, he does. Yeah. Can can he remember what he said last week on the show? No. But I can remember unimportant neither, things. Neither I actually I don't either. remember last week's <laughs> topic, so let's be real. <laughs> yeah no 
we we all forget. Um, my thoughts. Uh, okay, yeah, no, no, I liked it. I I knew like the second the second we met him, I'm like, okay, you're you're around for a for a short time, not a long time. Mm-hmm. The, this is going to be interesting. Um, I I was just curious about how they how they would serve story. And also what would happen to them that would lead them out of the story. I figured mm-hmm. it wouldn't be logical for them to survive mm-hmm. because the crux of them joining up is that, oh, hey, we're going to stick together and go find the fireflies. And I thought, well, either you're going to stick around, all four of you, or you're going to leave. And I didn't see any story. I, I didn't see it serving story for them to stay with them for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So... Again, I figured out very quickly that they were they were not long for the game, but they would have a part to play. So clearly, their part was to help get you through to the bridge. Um, Except they sabotaged that and they abandoned us. Yeah, I, I was very I, surprised that by the time you rejoined they, them, I was very surprised that you rejoined yeah. them so quickly. I thought no, that that made I, sense. I thought that they the first time I played it, I remember I thinking they'll be back. Or we'll find out what we have happened to them through letters. Because um, I was still waiting at that point. The one thing that I was always a bit disappointed by, not disappointed by, but like there was a missed opportunity in the first time I played it, was that the letters never linked back to anyone you knew, other than like the stuff in Billstown. Like there could yeah, have been yeah, an opportunity. Like yeah. But there could have been an opportunity because Marlene makes it across the country. And she's obviously gotten there ahead of you. There's like an opportunity mm. that you could have like had letters from Marlene somewhere, or you find out that the fireflies are moving and like all of that stuff. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, well, then. T- That's true. Speaking of ish, then. So basically, yes, we get separated. We make I, it to the bridge. I love Isha's story. Yeah, so basically we, we, we make it to the bridge. We have to jump in because the bridge is out. As it turns out, we get then get saved again by Sam and Henry. Ellie diving the into the water us. while she can't swim was uh, equally yeah, stupid, but also so Terrifying. cool of her because she does it because she knows both of them will die. She's like, either yeah. I can die. I or either that, we can, actually. Like, I'll die if I drown or we'll both die mm. up here. Her... Her being impetuous is very interesting to how it affects the story in in a number of instances. Uh, for me, the most recent one was her jumping on the horse. Hmm. But I find it fascinating how, how that affects so many of the twists and turns in the plot. Hmm. And they use, it, they use it a lot, but it works every time they do it. I, I think that's kind of dumb luck, but... Yeah. I, I would agree with it's, that. Uh, I, I wouldn't call that careful planning in terms of story. I, I think it's just convenient because their characters are so well written yeah. that it, they can get away with it. Exactly. Um, I, I definitely believe Henry and Sam meeting up there. Like, time-wise, that makes sense to me. The amount of a head start that they got, it it kind it checks mm. out. I, yeah, I would I, agree. I, I think so. I, I felt like that was fitting. I also, I absolutely supported um, Joel being pissed at him because, yeah, they didn't have to save, no. they didn't have to save them, but I think they saved them out of a guilty conscience. I don't think they did it for any altruistic reason. No, no, no I, I agree. Um, so then yeah, we get to so... Ish, which is both <laughs> Phil and I's favorite sequence of letters. Letters. 
Yes. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't we it? Find, we find the oh. boat that has a letter on it to begin, then we get into the sewerage system or the sewers, and we progress yeah. through there, and as we get through the sewer system, we suddenly start to find out that they met a man. Um, there was Kyle and... and the, no, uh, there was a man named Ish on a boat. Who met a family, family yeah. named Kyle and... I can't remember the wife's name, and kids. Sue? Yeah. Um, and then they continue... I can't remember, but then they continue on through the sewage system and they start to find more letters and suddenly we get to a door and we open the door and behind the door is basically a home. We find their home down in the, the sewers because it was the safest place to be and we continue going through and we find rules for the, the home, we find lookout points for the home, bedrooms, yep. kitchen, dining, water school. catchments, schools... And uh, and then we start to find infected, and you go, oh, like, well, what happened here? They keep going, keep going, and keep going, and then what I love about the letters is we start to see them backwards, because obviously we start to get beyond halfway through the, the sewage system, so we start seeing the other side of the story. But anyway, they, they keep going. We find one room, and when I was watching through the, the, the playthrough that that, um, that YouTube channel, uh, Retro Replay, um, did... Uh, Troy Baker, who played Joel, stopped at this scene because they got to the room with the the classroom, and in there was a blanket covering a skeleton. And uh, Troy Baker stopped and looked at it for a while and was like, "It's it's it's kids, basically. Like there are kids under here." And the letter was from Kyle saying, "I think it was from Kyle saying they're at the door. We're not going to get out. I've got the kids with me, and I will end it if I have to." So and and Kyle's skeletons there. exactly, yeah. and so then we we continue to progress through yeah. the um the 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 sewer system at one point becomes separated from Joel and uh, sorry we get we get separated from Ellie. Ellie and um Henry and Henry and then Sam and Joel then have to work together and you kind of feel lost not having that connection again. It's amazing how they made it so that you feel distant and alone again, and you're now it feels very much like when you first met Ellie. You're bringing someone along but you have no connection to them you don't know what they're capable of you feel isolated I, again i absolutely loved that sequence i i i, I do like that. though that the difference between the first time you're with ellie and this time is that he's been around a kid for a bit longer so he's not a complete dick yeah. to sam no nobody but he no, but no, he, no. Still and he still feels uncomfortable and, and not just that he's worried about ellie there and you can yeah. tell you miss her. Yeah, yeah. In in, in such but little dialogue, he, we miss her. Yeah, but so go on. But geez, it's a good sequence. Like, mm. and and Sam, because Sam's yelling out to help Joel as you go. Like they, yeah. they are kind of working together in in there. And gee, there were a lot of. I died so yes. many like, times the first time I did that. I think I died about half a dozen times yeah, before I, I got so. through it all. I got to the point where I just I destroyed them all. I just got to the point where I threw mold up. I, I remember I set I up like a that. hunting area. <laughs> like I'd go out, get someone drawn in, and then I'd yeah. let them come yes. to me. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now yeah, I, th- I think I stabbed the first two or three before I ran in and destroyed them just all. Just shotgunned them. <laughs> now, eventually, we do get out of yeah. the sewers. Now, when we close the door, we see a sign on the wall that says... Oh danger infected in sign and it's like sign oh you could have told us that before yeah so we keep going yeah, ellie says exactly should have had that on the other exactly. side exactly <laughs> so eventually we get through this then small town and we find a note from a father named kyle with his kids 
and basically this is where they lived and we're seeing how they they start talking about a nice man that they met from the sewers that they traded with yeah and maybe we should go live with him so it's interesting now to see that's where their story began and it's almost sad because you go you know they're ending and now this is the last time we'll hear about them because their letters stop here they're going back the other direction now there was there was more than one family there wasn't there that's what yeah, yeah. They, they had was, like a. Yeah, they'd invited yeah. other they families. They had like a complete little community in the sewers, and then yeah, that's why there were so many yeah. infected because there were so many community families. In there. Yeah, and then, uh, I don't know yeah. how the infected got in. Someone must have just been infected and then yeah. went home. No, no, they they talk they they talked about it that uh, someone left a door open. Uh, in <sighs> one of the letters, it mentioned that someone left a door Idiots. open. Idiots. Okay, thank you. I, I couldn't remember that part, but. So then we get through that. The yeah. next scene um, survived that with a shot. Uh, sorry, with a sniper rifle. Very difficult. That's probably one of the most frustrating parts with the sniper rifle to me. Eventually, we get to the next cutscene at the um, radio tower that they were heading for all along now, um, and that's where they have great conversations. And again, in writing that scene, it turns out that Neil Druckmann said to the person that plays, well, to Troy Baker, okay. Right now, I want to pretend like you've just told a story about riding a Harley Davidson and now go. And that's where they started the scene from. And he had to continue talking about um, being on a Harley Davidson and how that went and the story with Tommy that was all made up on the spot. And yeah, so then they went from there. Turns out that Sam got bitten in the whole interaction with um, you with a sniper rifle and trying to protect your friends as they run towards you. So Sam turns... Uh, Ellie and Sam have a bit of an interaction, and then that's that's that. I love that Ellie and, steals um, him the robot, the toy. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that was sweet. And now we jump across to be at Jackson because now we're running out of time. I've noticed on the <laughs> clock. Um, <laughs> I was going to message you in a minute and be like, I, "I'm aware, I'm aware." So we get to Jackson. <laughs> we find Tommy. Now, the plan was that, as um, um, Tess had said, take her to Tommy, basically. So they get there, and now it's time to do the handoff and hand her off to Tommy. And Ellie becomes very aware that that's the plan and just kind of says a big nup to that. They, She takes a horse and escapes and disappears. So Tommy and Joel go after her and find her, and they start to have a conversation. Then uh, Joel finds Ellie in her house reading a girl's diary and have a conversation um, and you meet hunters. You you meet hunters, and basically Tommy's um, wife Maria uh, explains to Ellie about Sarah. Um, Sarah, and then so they have a conversation, Joel and Ellie, about how Ellie very much isn't Sarah, and um, Joel makes it very clear that Ellie is not joel's daughter and it almost crushes um ellie hearing that kind of thing because ellie's now formed almost a fatherly or daughter to father relationship with with ellie and uh, with joel and joel feels the same but it now puts an end to that um and so then as soon as the hunters arrive as bianca mentioned ellie then follows tommy instead of joel because she's now aware that tommy's going to take her the rest of the way um so that happens, then we leave, we're just about to leave Jackson, we're up on top of a hill looking down over Jackson, and then Ellie, who is on Tommy's horse, just stops, uh, or they both, they all stop, and Joel says, Ellie, get on the horse, let's go. She does, and they ride off at the sunset together, um, and then they get to, Great moment. it is a fantastic moment. I think that's, I think um, because 
Joel watches Tommy take care of her, and I think there's a bit of him that's like, no, I can do it better. Not just that, but it's it's. I think it is. No, that's yeah, Ellie's, Ellie's speech Ellie's his as well. Yeah, like they are. Joel lets in the fact that he's basically a father figure to Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. That when she has that ranted him, that seems to click. And again, there's that's resonates. That's where the line um, "Everyone I've ever cared about has died." Everyone except for yep. you. Yeah. That happens then. Yeah, the logic of the fourteen-year-old exactly prevails. Now um, we get to the university where we're supposed to University of Colorado, Colorado, I think it's called. Um, yep. With a horse named Callus now because Ellie named the horse that. And you can see the relationship has completely shifted. Um, this is where we um, see that they are very much like a father-daughter relationship. They're talking about the future, talking about what happens next, what are we going to do next. Talking about university. Blah, 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 blah. <coughs> talking about university, what it was like and everything The first like that. time I and, realized um, that Joel was like 19 or 18 when he had Sarah. Mm. Yeah, he yeah. was very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, there's a lot to loot in this place and there's a bloater or two in here as well, which is terrifying, but I think I skipped past them mostly. Um, dodged it. Dodged Good, good. And, uh... Snuck past, I couldn't deal with it. Lot to scavenge from here. And then we get to, um, what, what I think we should do is, is we'll stop it just at the end of the university scene and we can talk about it when Drew's finished the game. Perhaps not next week, maybe the yep. week after that or the week after that. We'll see. Um... Yep. Basically, then what happens is that we find some monkeys, and they're all cool. We find a very empty university where we thought we were going to find the scientists who are in charge and the of fireflies. finding a cure, and the fireflies, and it turns out there's no one there, and what happens is that instead we find these hunters... And as they try to escape, they get into a bit of a fight. Very quickly. Joel and... Yep. All of the yes. looting. This is the first time you realise that the looting can actually help your story because you have to loot to find out where the fireflies went. Yeah, you find the radios, the little, little um, uh, tape Yeah, the little tape recorders. Mm-hmm. And if you don't find yep. those, you have no freaking idea where you have to go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um... Joel gets into a fight with a hunter and get pushed off. They, they smash through a fence and fall and Joel gets impaled on a, um, a, a metal pole, rusty metal rust bar sticking up from the pole. ground. Um, and uh, Ellie then takes control of the situation and as you're walking as, jo- as Joel's stumbling, bleeding profusely, Ellie's the one that's doing all the shooting and protecting you. Ellie's now become mm-hmm. the protector um, helps Joel get on the horse, and as they kind of ride off into the distance, Joel falls off, and you hear the wail of Ellie. Joel! And the screen goes black. And then we begin winter. And that's where we should leave it for this week. I know that you're a little bit further than that, Drew, but I want to hear all of winter. Um, I agree, from next we'll time. cut it at that point. Yeah. Uh, it's because I'd like to keep this under an hour and a half this episode, and we're getting awfully close to that. Um, should we go through yeah. Apple? Should we skip Apple? It's a new, there's a new iOS 14. We can maybe discuss it at some point in the next couple of weeks. I think well, yeah, let's okay. all we'll get it updated on, on our phone first so that we can then okay. actually say, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's have it. cause I know it's coming up. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. Yeah, we can, we can Don't review it once. Don't you just love it, the planning on this show? We're doing it as. 
Yeah, well, you know, that's the way it works. <laughs> yeah. we, we do, it's, it's wonderful. It's that free form. We can do it. Um, well, look, to note, WWDC happened, I think, the other day. It wasn't very exciting because there was no audience and it wasn't a very big deal because they couldn't make it a big deal. You can't have a conference yeah. if there's no one around to have a conference for. Wait, so what's this? I missed the, the, the beginning. You broke Apple's up. Oh, thing, Apple's w, thing. W, WWDC, yeah. Um, yeah, so that yeah. happened, but it doesn't matter. Our sick end of the week, then. Let's get to our sick end of the week, and then we'll get to our what the quote. Our sick end of the week, Drew, Bianca. Do we have I idea? have a nomination because uh, we only just found out who passed away. I haven't told oh. you guys this. Ian Holm, Bilbo Baggins passed away. Oh, of course. I read about that, yes. Oh. No, that was very tragic. So Absolutely, I, I'm on board I, I feel that. like we give a lot of our sick yes. of the week to people who pass away, which is really sad, but we've had a lot lately. So I nominate yes. him. It's 2016. It's 2016 all over again. Oh. The year of loss. Uh, yes. I couldn't agree more. I, I absolutely think that Ian Holm yep. should be our sick end of the week. Um, Bilbo, may you rest in peace. Take this award. It is yours. It's mine. It's your precious. Yes, exactly. Um, what the quote? So last week, the yes. quote was... Drew, do you remember it? Do you want me to say it? Say it. They've eaten all the fish. <laughs> that was the quote. Now, the correct guess was from... Uh, Sophia, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, uh, she was she's an avid listener, and actually reaches out to us listeners, uh, and she was Gajira. correct. Hashtag she was corrected Cat from Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, hashtag Cat Street yep. or Kent and the Steering Team, or look for us on Facebook, or look for us at Cat Street Pod- Podcast on Twitter. I do I reply I to Twitter stuff, yeah. actually. I would, re- yeah, because yeah, I, I check out the hashtag all the time. So, thank you very much. Yes. I appreciate it. Yep. Um, and also on Instagram, Kent Steering Team, or on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. The quote was, they've eaten all the fish. It was from Godzilla 1998. It's a cult classic, an awful, terrible, disastrous movie, but it is a favorite of Drew and I, at least. Bianca I, I actually love it. Godzilla. <laughs> good. It's so good. <laughs> it is probably my favorite in the American-made Godzilla films because it is just a disaster and a train wreck, but wonderful and it has Matthew Broderick in it in an action film that's hilarious and amazing I thought it was um, brilliant it bothers me that I the thought animation... it was brilliant when I was a child and no one can tell me otherwise <laughs> I agree it bothers it bothers me that the animation is good at the beginning and the end but the middle is really Garbage. shaky yeah. really bad yeah, I know I completely it's agree. like it's like it's like they're like no 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 if the beginning and the end are good then the middle doesn't matter exactly you're watching good. it you'll be there for the middle and the end anyway oh, the, the start and the end and I mean, and I mean, the middle is where our quote has come from. They probably <laughs> well, had like true. three it, different it animation teams, so that they could get through it as fast as they could, and each of them did a different quality of job. Yeah, it I also had so. half the cast of The Simpsons in it. It did. It certainly did. We had um, Hank Azaria, Harry Shearer. We had and Nancy and Cartwright. Nancy Cartwright in it as well. That's right. Um, yep. Brilliant. Yeah, Jean Renault was great in it as well. But now we move our attention. So well done, Sophia. That was the correct guess. Woo! This week's one is, are you ready? It Woo! goes a little something like this. I'll do it in character as much as I can. <clears throat> Here's a red letter day in the history of science. November 5th, 1955. Yes, of course. November 5th, 1955. 
That is the quote for this week. If you know what it's from, reach out to us on all the above mentioned or the previously mentioned social accounts. Let us know what you think it is. But that is the episode. That was a blockbuster episode. We will bring you part two of part one of The Last of Us review or discussion. As Drew uh, plays. When Drew... As Drew plays. <laughs> um, in fact, because we've, we we are, we believe we have our interview lined up next week. We will get that... We do. We will get that done um, for you and hopefully bring that to you next week. If not, if it has to be, we will continue the story of this next week. Whatever happens, it's a pretty fluid situation. With given... <laughs> Given that I've given that I've done more than half the game in a week, I I think I it stands to reason that within the next week or two I should complete the game. Yes, yeah. I I would stand by that and agree. So yes, we will yeah. see what happens. Hopefully that is the case, but let's wait and see. And uh, and then we, we will, will also have well. a as Bianca and Philip plays. Yes, for exactly like part of, two. Um, for part two, and it will be very much spoiler-filled, so if you do not want to hear spoilers, mind you, it's in a couple of weeks that we'll bring you that, whenever we can get the order of what we're going to do Does next. Does this mean right. I need to go and get part two? Yes. Yeah, probably. Do it. Um, oh, God. Do it, I say. But there is yeah, a really right. cool feature in part two, which we will discuss once we get to that, which I think you'll appreciate, Drew. Yes, I agree. Okay. I agree. That is absolutely perfect. Okay. I'm fairly certain I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Anyway, okay. that is the podcast. Thank you very much for listening for this long episode. Um, Drew, how do we end the podcast? Yep. <laughs>